Rambam, Mishneh Torah, Hilchis, the laws of Sanhedrin, the courts, the Ha'enshin Hamisurim Lohem, and the punishment and penalties given to the charge of the courts, Pedic Shiva Osir, chapter 17. We are learning about the fact that during the time that the Jewish people found themselves in Israel, during the time that the courts were ordained by master judges, they had a particular practice which was called the biblical lashes. And as explained earlier by Torah law, there's no such thing as prisons. Prisons were only temporarily hold, temporary holding places. So the punishment was either the death penalty when there were witnesses who really saw and warned and so on, and that was rare, or another biblical punishment is lashes. And we learned many details about it, and we're going to continue to learn some more details about what once took place. Chapter 17, Ketzad Malkin Asamachuyev Malkus. How did this actually come about? The answer is, Kifikocho. During the time that lashes was practiced, it would have to be suitable to the tolerance of the person who was being lashed. Shenemar, as it says, Kidei Rish Osei according to his wickedness by number, which means, as we explained earlier, that he was examined by a physician, by an expert, and he said, this fellow can tolerate only so many. And remember, we also learned earlier that lashes were never administered unless two witnesses came over to the person and said, do not commit this transgression. If you do, you might be liable to lashes, and then they had to testify. It's not a simple situation. What about the fact that the Torah says, Arboyim 40? So we have a number, She'ein Mesifen Alo Arboyim. The number 40 indicates that it's never more than 40. Even if the fellow was strong and healthy like Samson, like the biblical Samson, or like a story I told earlier, like Wilson. But 40 is a maximum number. But if a person is weaker, they can give him less than 40 and even a lot less than 40. Because if there's a weak person who will be lashed more than he can handle, certainly he will die, and this is not about death. God forbid. Therefore, Omru Chachamim, our sages, said that although the expression in the Bible is 40, even the very healthy man, even the very healthy person, should also not get 40. How many lashes is the maximum? Makinese Shleshim Vatesha 39. And this is in correlation with what we learned earlier that it should be in divisible numbers of three. 40 cannot be divided equally by three. 39 can. Three times 13 is 39. If they give him one more, they will only give him 40. 
So therefore, they keep it at 39. In case they accidentally do one extra, it will not be over 40, ever. Back when this practice was observed, when they evaluate the person who transgressed, how many lashes he can receive, we only count by threes, by numbers that are divisible by three. For example, if they estimate it, that this particular fellow can handle 20, so they don't say, ah, 20, 21, it's all the same. No. We don't say, Yilka, Esen, Ba'achas, go to 21. That would be a blackjack number. Which is divisible by three. Ella, Yilka, Shmeina, Esen. Instead of going up, we go down to 18. The doctor says 20, 18. Amadu, the Kabbalah, Boyim, if he's estimated to be able to handle 40, and once they started administering it, he appeared to be weaker than that. And it was said, They stop him in the middle. And they say, listen, this guy can't handle more than the 9 or 12 that he already got. Then immediately we stop it. If he's estimated to be able to receive 12, and after they began the process, they saw that he's strong, so he can handle a lot more. He is still released. Being that the estimate was given, we never up the estimate. If he was estimated today, that he should receive 12 lashes. But it was not administered until manana, until the next day. The next day, it appears that he can receive 18. Still, we only give him the 12, because that was the estimation given yesterday. If the estimation was that tomorrow he can receive 12, it didn't actually come about until the third day, on the third day, he's strong to receive 18, being that two days went by, he gets 18, at the time of the estimation, it was a postponed appraisal for later, and therefore, we don't keep the limitation of immediately. Anything similar, Dalid Mishin is Chayev. Malchius Harbe, if somebody was sentenced to receive several sets of lashes, Bain al Harbe, whether for many transgressions, Bain al or one act, Shechayavan al Malchus Harbe, where there are many applications, Im Amadu Eimed Echad, if one set was evaluated like he gets it to Potani's exempt, which means that they combined the two. And if not, and they're only applying one set, Leica, he receives the lashes, or Misrapi, and he heals. The Chayzeb Leica then comes back for more. Ketzad, now he spells it out. If he was obligated to get two sets, and the total that they estimated he could receive for two sets is not 80 or 78, but 45. 
Once he got 45, Niftar is exempt. But if he was estimated for one set, and he received three or nine or thirty, according to the estimation, then he heals, and they go and evaluate again, until he gets everything he was estimated to receive. And I want to underscore again and again that nowadays this is absolutely not done. This was done during the time that the Sanhedrin ordained person by person from Moshe Rabbeinu was in charge, and this is absolutely not practiced in any way, shape, or form nowadays. We learned this earlier in the earlier chapter. Hey, Misha Madu, if somebody was given the estimate of how many he can handle. And when he began to receive the lashes, he lost control of himself because of what he was experiencing, lost control of his bowels in any way, shape, or form. In any way, shape, or form, a loss of control. Immediately they ceased the process. As it says, your brother will be degraded before you. That degradation alone makes him fulfill his maximum. As soon as he was degraded, God forbid, Potter is automatically exempt. But if he experienced that degradation out of fear before anything ever happened, I feel in the Lucas, even if it happened as he left the courts, even towards evening, that has nothing to do because it was not from the experience, it was a, an advanced fear. It was a panic attack. If they estimated him for two sets, and he received and was degraded, whether the first or the second, Potter, he's now exempt as soon as that happens. If one of the straps break, in the second, they exempt him from any lashes, any more lashes whatsoever. If it's cut in the beginning, he's exempt from the first set, but he still has to get the estimate of the second set. What if they bound him to receive the lashes? The guy was strong, and he broke the bonds of Orach, and he ran away. Potter, he is exempt. We do not bring him back. The fact that he was able to get away is enough. Zion 7, call me anybody who sinned. And was lashed, the once he experiences that degradation, he now becomes 100% wonderful, terrific person. This is a big problem in society today, where if somebody is imprisoned, and then they do their time, they do the term, they come out, go get a job. Go, go try and, 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 and become part of society. They refer to him as an ex-con. And nobody wants to deal with ex-cons. And that's part of the problem. Therefore, he says, if a person received the lashes, he is now equal pasqual with everyone and should be treated as a wonderful person without any type of mark on his forehead, so to speak. 
Shanamar, as it says, if your brother was degraded before you, if he experienced his punishment, he becomes a full-fledged, a full-fledged brother. We use the term brother to describe a fellow. The same law applies to anyone who has to receive the punishment of the cutting off of the soul, which we learned extensively about. And usually that comes along with lashes. And once that person experiences the lashes, they're also exempt from the cutting off of the soul punishment. What if the high priest sinned and committed a transgression punishable by lashes? Like a bishlesha, a three-member court can judge him, issue judgment, and it can have lashes administered even to the high priest. Kishar Kolaam, like anyone else, he goes back to his high position of high priest. Ava, but Reish Hayeshiva Shachata, the head of the Supreme Court, the head of the Sanhedrin, the Nasi, who sinned, Malkin say they do give him lashes. But he's not reappointed. The Jerusalemite Talmud says, because we're afraid he might take revenge of the judges who issued that judgment. He also does not return to the position of a regular judge. People always ascend. You always go up and you never go down. End of chapter 17.